la 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 screen peeking bop 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 Hey everybody, welcome to episode 29 of Screen Peeking, a weekly podcast where Ziggy and I get together to talk about video games and everything video game related. Uh, today we are going to talk about a bunch of games we've been playing this week and just kind of really dive into that and you know talk about what we love about these games and what we don't like about these games. So <laughs> without further ado, Ziggy, uh, why don't you like tell everybody what you've been playing this week? Yeah, uh, so like you have been playing our Game Pass game, Doom 3, which I'll talk about because I, I I don't know. It's just interesting to me. Um, but uh, like I was saying before the uh, episode, it's kind of a stressful week, so it's kind of mostly playing games that are mm-hmm. like comfort food to me. Um, but even though like I didn't really played a lot of these games before in a big capacity, but um, like I was playing Carrion, which I started a while ago, uh, and... I think I just got really lost because that game is really it, difficult to navigate. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is like the most common piece of criticism for it, but that game really, really, really just needs a map. And I get the whole like, <laughs> oh, well, you're a big scary monster. Why would you have a map thing? But like, at the end of the day, <laughs> let me check my smartwatch. <laughs> it's it's just kind of not fun going through without a map. Like, there's so many times where. Luckily, there's, like, maps online that you could look at, so it's just using those for the most part. But there's so many times where I'd get to a point back into sort of, like, the hub world, mm. and I was like, oh, like, shit. We're, like, I don't even know where I'm supposed to go. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, so I just kind of well, wander which turn was the wrong one? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just kind of wandered around for a bit until I eventually was like, oh, I don't think I've been here yet. And that because there'd be, like, enemies to kill, mm. and so I'd slaughter some dudes and end up on the right path eventually. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, that game's just so, like, despite the fact that the lack of map and, like, objectives sort of makes it easy to get lost, I do think the level design is really, really good. Like, I was oftentimes just really amazed of how it always manages to get you back where you want to be, where you go off somewhere and it just always loops back. Like, the whole map is just, like, a series of loops that sort of go into each other, so you're always, like, where you need to be. And, like, when you get lost... I still find that without a map, just kind of by like going around, I end up getting where I need to be just because like I said, it all it all just connects in such a like a in, in a way that just makes so much sense. Um and I mean, it's just pretty and cool looking and satisfying the the all the new abilities are fun. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I finally sort of busted through and beat it, uh, which was some good fun. Uh I played Strafe, uh, which I again sort of dabbled in a while ago, but I think that was when I was on like a laptop set of graphics cards, so it didn't really work. Um, but it's a <laughs> it is a retro '90s FPS, which might be super surprising to anybody watching that I'd be playing that. Um, but it's in more of like a roguelite format, so you're like getting different oh. weapons, and um, and it's just neat. Like it's definitely not the best boomer shooter I've played, but. I like the fact that it's a roguelite. Like, it makes it... It's, it's sort of an interesting spin on that. Um, and, yeah, it's... The music in that, I think, is probably the weakest part because I feel like a lot of why I'm drawn to Boomer Shooters a lot of the time is, like, just really kick-ass music. Like, that's part of what made Dusk so appealing to me. That's part of why I liked Ultra Kill. But here's just sort of, like... It's not bad, but it doesn't you know get the blood pumping quite as much as i was hoping mm-hmm. um but like the shooting's good the movement feels good the upgrades are fun not the best role that i've played but also definitely not the worst and it's it's a good time waster um but uh i also just because i was surfing through the shop and like the xbox shop and just saw the balan wonderworld demo sitting there and i was like i've heard so many weird things about this game and it, it all like just seeing what I've seen and knowing that it's published by Square Enix and made by like you know the Sonic and like Nice into Dreams people, I was like, well, yep. like this looks so weird for that. And so it's like I'm, I I should just try it because I want to have my own opinion on it. And I definitely I think people are maybe a little too harsh on the game. I do agree it is fucking weird and not always in a good way. Like this. I put story in quotes because it's like barely a story. Like none of the cutscenes have dialogue. I really like the cutscenes. Like they're really pretty and cool looking, and all the characters look great and move great. Um, but I have no idea what's happening the whole time. You're like playing as some kid, and then this like cool guy with a hat 
with eyes on it shows up and he's like, yeah, it brings you onto a stage. And he's like dancing. And then suddenly you're on like a farm and, and then there's stuff happening on the farm. And then there's a musical number with you and the farmer and you dance and sing. And then like, it's so confusing. And like the platforming is also kind of shitty. Like it's fine. It's serviceable, but it's not great. But like, it was such a weird experience just like being thrust through like I, this weird thing but i don't know man how's the camera because i hear bad things about the camera is it fine uh, it's fine i like it's better than a lot of 90s 3d platformers were which is a really really low bar but like if you are used to playing like even sonic adventure the camera in Sonic Adventure is way worse than this. Like, gotcha. I found Sonic Adventure's camera to be almost unusable at times from, like, a modern lens. Um, but, it's yeah, it's not good, but it's not the worst by any stretch of the mm -hmm. imagination. I, I feel like the big thing with this game is it seems like Yuji Naka had a really big idea for what he wanted, and then Square gave him, like, 10 bucks to make it <laughs> and and so it's just this weird like you can really feel the budget like it's why the platforming feels so like simple and kind of bad at times and i think why there isn't any dialogue <laughs> in the cutscenes mm. and like because so much of it is like there's such a good idea behind it like i said like the character designs are awesome the like the animation the way that they move is so charming to me but like it just makes no sense. Um, I I wish it was higher budget because I think it really could be something cool if it was. Like it doesn't feel like incompetence with this game. It it just feels like a missed opportunity, I guess. Um, and and they delayed it, right? Like they're giving it a little bit more time, but I still think I, I don't. There's only so much a delay can do. I feel like so much of this is just on the ground level of what's wrong with it. Um, and that's kind of sad to me because I like Sonic. I never played Nights into Dreams, but I, I really like what he does with just weird but very, very unique shit. Um, but yeah, I think those were the main ones. I like dabbled in Control just before the show, playing some other stuff that I usually play, Rocket League and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, what about you? Yeah, I mean, uh, just to touch on the Balan Wonderworld demo really quick. I did not play that. I have not seen gameplay from that. I didn't watch anything. All I know is that that little like hat mascot looking character, I was like, that's a cool looking character. I like that design. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> but then all of a sudden I'm hearing all this crap. I, I'm not going to play it. I, I have too many things I want to play that, you know, if enough Here, people okay. say it's not good, but I don't want to even try. You on, let okay. me pitch you on the demo because pitch me on the demo. It is How literally like, like 15 is it? minutes. It's it's like 15 minutes long. It's I mean it's the Dark Souls. Of I was just Yuganaka gonna ask game. you to say that. <laughs> um, uh, but it's it's like 15 minutes. It's small, so if you're it won't hurt your data cap too much. And <laughs> while it's not good, I think it fully sits within the realm of like it's definitely not boring. There wasn't like I finished that demo and I felt very glad that I played it. I did not think it was time wasted. Like <laughs> it wasn't particularly fun, but it was absolutely an experience worth having. Um, I don't know if that sells you on it at all. Also, it's we'll free, see. so you know, we'll can't see. really pass that up. Um, we'll see. <laughs> but yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of da data caps, though, um, I don't have one. But besides that. I just saw it actually for other reasons. I looked on on uh, at my like service provider today and see how much data I've been using um, because I'm almost up for my um, to renew basically my my two year term. And uh, I saw in the last ten days, thanks to Game Pass adding in all these Bethesda games, I've crossed uh, 500 gigs in just the last ten <laughs> <Holy> days. <shit. laughs> so yeah, uh, I was like, well, good thing I have unlimited because yeah, that's that's <laughs> ten days into the month already, and um, like for where it started. So, anyways, that leads into the games I've been playing this week um, because everything I've been playing has been on Game Pass this week, and just the value for that and my my financial situation is just not the best right now. It's probably the worst it's been in my life, and um i've just been i love to put my money uh into like products that 
you know i really love and want to support people that make great games and i and i have no issue buying games outright if i can but game pass is such a great value and i know i'm helping in some little way at least and um i am so thankful for it because without it i would not be able to play doom fallout 76 wolfenstein the new order doom 3 and doom eternal all this week (laughs) just to like try them all out and see what they're all like um so i'll just start with like doom i wanted i've played the original doom before um but it had been so long i had to download it again and just turn it back on so played through a level of that and was kind of like that's enough i'm gonna bounce again <laughs> uh i have to play doom 3 so i want to play that Wait, so i'll talk about on, that touching later. on the original doom have you yeah. played brutal doom out of curiosity no the what's mod? that oh, you really should so okay why? i don't think it's compatible with the one on game pass i think it needs like the actual ms dos doom um but it basically takes it's the same levels of doom same enemies and everything but it just makes it feel like modern in the absolute best way or modern i guess in the way that like dusk is modern where you can look up and down okay. and it's kind of weird but you can and you can like hit headshots so there's a little more of that like precision involved and there's way more like graphical effects with um like gore and stuff like that hence the name brutal doom uh but also just like more weapons that are really cool it just like adds so much and all of it feels really meaningful and it just makes it like way more intense and just i don't know it's crazy it's like doom is a game that is so hard to make better because it's already so so good where it's at but it it does like it's it takes that and makes it feel legitimately better so yeah i don't know if you own doom on like steam or something okay then yeah definitely that's the only one i own other than 2016 doom (laughs) so awesome yeah yeah. look at that mod because yeah it's free and pretty easy to mod so yeah i'll have to check that out um but yeah so like i i enjoyed playing through that again and we'll talk about doom 3 soon so i'll just skip over that one although it's 76 though now this is a game that obviously everyone knows about this one and um so i would say i'm more of an elder scrolls fan than a fallout fan but i've really i am that person who my first fallout experience was fallout 3 um that was a magical wonderful experience for me playing through that wasteland coming out of the vault for the first time everything i have all that you know everyone talks about that first experience i'm one of those people uh fallout new vegas is also a great game but it didn't hit it for me in that nostalgia way that like when i think back to Fallout, i think of Fallout 3 i think of specifically that map and uh Fallout 4 was exciting when it got announced and then it came out like three months later or four months later and uh, being able to play that um, when I had kind of first moved two hours away from family um, was just an awesome time. It's like this little period of time in my mind. I love Fallout 4, but I've never played it after I beat the game. I just kind of beat it and went past. I, I Before I beat the game, I had pretty much explored the whole map, to be fair, but I just haven't had that feeling of wanting to go back to it like I do with Skyrim or with, um, you know, uh, with Oblivion or with uh, Fallout 3. I pretty much, those three are the Bethesda games I always want to go back to. So I say all this because when Fallout 76 was announced and when it came out and it was like that dumpster fire that it was and no one liked it, I just kind of brushed it off. thought, well, it looks like Fallout 4. I don't really want another Fallout 4 because Fallout 4 in my life for me was the least exciting one of them all and um i wanted something that looked more new now many years you know it's been a few years later and i download this game a bunch of us from work were like hey it's on game pass let's all play it together and try it out and so i did and i've had a great time with it actually i haven't had it crash at all i've been having a blast just i haven't been playing it for story i know they added npcs i don't care as soon as i see an npc i shoot their face off (laughs) i'm like oh you're gonna talk to me i don't want to talk to you right now like i'm totally playing this to just go from destination to destination see like there's like you know world storytelling there'll be a corpse here with a note or things like that i like that stuff and like we're treating it like an actual wasteland where like there's hardly anyone alive now and the people who are alive are like you know raiders and they got their little encampment and i'm just intruding on their land so it's kind of that's how i like to play and uh, playing with friends, you know, you can go through areas together or usually we're just off doing our own thing and we're just talking. So I found that's just nicer. You can build your base. I've been just collecting resources, building my walls up, making a couple stories, you know, for my, my base and inviting people over to check it out. You know, that that's just all I really wanted in Fallout was uh, the option 
to have someone come by and help you with something. And you never really felt like you needed somebody with you for combat, but it was always this feeling of, oh, it would be fun to be able to walk through here, this wasteland with another person. And I think this game nails that. Um, the last thing I'll say on that one is that the perk system, I actually prefer it over the classic Fallout games. Um, so like with the with Fallout 4 or whatever, you know, you level up, you can put one point into your spe one of your special skills, so like S for strength, for example, and um, and it'll do something like increase your carry weight and your damage with melee weapons or something like that. In this one, you start with like one point on each of the, you know, special traits, and when you level up, you can put one point into that, but then you also unlock for that trait, so I chose luck for my playthrough. I've just been purely going luck. And you can put a point or you get a perk card essentially that you can equip and you can take it off. So it's kind of more modular in how you get your perks. The perks aren't permanent where before you would choose something and you're stuck with it for that character for that playthrough. And so now um, if my luck stat was at two, you could put two level one perk cards or one level two perk card. And leveling the cards up will increase the bonus you get from it. So for example, my character he had a 20% chance of finding more ammo in an ammo crate, and then it goes to 40% or something like that, right? So as you level it up, you can have a higher chance of finding more loot or have uh, junk way less, or you get more armor if you carry more junk, things like that, right? Then if you choose, if you get three points put into Charisma, you can share a level one card with any teammate, and it just doesn't cost them anything. They just get it. So it can really encourage people to say, I'm the luck guy. I'm f fully focusing on luck. And my other friend, he's focusing on strength. And my other friend's focusing on something else. If you put charisma as like your second thing that you're kind of working on, you can put points into charisma and actually share those, share a card of your choosing with your team. And you can actually have some really good cards to like play around with each other. And I just thought that was really, really cool and really creative and something I wouldn't have thought of myself. So um, a lot of praise for Fallout 76 from me for right now if you just want a game that if you want more fallout and you just want to go around and find destinations do a couple little missions don't like no one's gonna kill you that's never been an issue and uh and it's just fun to go around and do if you want that feeling again you can kind of just kill some hours with with that game so awesome yeah i remember in the last like xbox roundtable thing i was watching it and at some point they brought up fallout 76 and like and mentioned that it was like yeah it's super healthy people love it now and Todd Howard said something about like, oh, yeah. that should have sucked at launch, but it's really good now. I was watching, I'm like, is it? Like, yeah, I that's right. Anything about that really since launch. Same attitude. And so I like went to Google, and then I was like, I think I typed like, is Fallout 76 good in 2021 or something? And like, yeah, I got all these articles like, oh, Wastelanders like really made this great. I heard some people saying like, oh, Wastelanders is like one of the best Fallout stories we've had, I think. Hmm. And I was like, damn, like that's actually really, really impressive. Like this was so off my radar at this point. Um, my question is though, uh, when it got announced, the thing that sort of initially drew me to it was I really liked the idea of a open world game where the NPCs are like other people. Um, cause mm. that's sort of how they were touting it. It's like, there isn't any human NPCs because like, you don't need it. There's other people and you interact and trade with them and whatever. Yeah. Do you think it actually like... Do you think it that is actually what the game is at this point, or do you think it is more just Fallout, but you can play it with friends? Um, it is more Fallout, but you can play with friends. Okay, that'd be the short answer uh, from my experience. There are small things you can do. For example, on your base, you can have a vending machine where you make ninety percent of whatever the person paid, and other people on the map can see your spot, your station. Like, oh, there's a vendor here, and they can buy the stuff that you put into it. So if you find some good stuff, you put it in there, someone else comes through and buys it. That's cool, but you don't need to be there. So it kind of takes away the personal yeah, the interaction yeah. where you could, like, hold caps lock and be like, hey, man, what, want to buy something? You know, <laughs> and just yell at yeah. them. Like, hey, stop running. Get back over here. Buy something, you know? <laughs> so it, yeah. like, that, it takes that away. But, I mean, if you wanted to, you could, right? It's just who's going to sit there and wait for passerbys. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I would say it's more just a follow game that you can play with friends. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I am not like a huge Bethesda softworks. Like that, that format of game just doesn't usually super click with me. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Cause I've been debating whether or not I do want to get into 
Fallout 76 because I've been looking for like a good multiplayer game to play. Right. Um, so yeah, another way you describe it, maybe it's not super my thing though. I don't know. I'll look into it. Um, but yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, like if our schedules ever match up, we could just play it together a little bit. It, it, yeah, it scales yeah. enemies too, so that's nice. Like if I'm shooting a guy and it says level 10 because I'm level 10 and it'll say level 5 if you're level 5 or whatever. That's cool. That's nice, yeah. Um, yeah, but then uh, but going past that one, uh, Wolfenstein, The New Order, played that one. I've never played it before, so that's been a little bit of fun. I only put like maybe an hour, hour and a half into that one. Um, I plan on continuing it. I just because I wanted to play a ton of games and I knew I wanted to play Doom 3 for the for today's show. I also wanted to play other Doom games and get some comparisons on there. So I yeah. kind of put it on the side, but I will say I do love the fact that you can unlock like traits and a little like perks or whatever they're called in the game by doing certain um achieving certain moves. I don't know what what's else to call it, but for yeah. example, if you dual wield and you're shooting guys in the head or you're getting a bunch of kills or you have this certain weapon you shoot every bullet hits an enemy before it runs out, then maybe you get this ability where multi-kills will now increase your armor as you're doing it. Things like that is really cool. It's just a passive ability. It makes your character better just by playing the game. And uh, I don't know, I thought that was a neat thing, but I haven't really played enough to say much more than that. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that sort of skill-based progression. Yeah, like I like stuff that makes you better without you having to think about it and stuff that makes you have to think about it. So like, I like a good healthy mix of both, right? Oh, I've jumped. Yeah, well, I, I like I like that because it's not just um, like typical RPG thing of just sort of like grinding to get something, you know, like basic XP, you just have to kill something. I like mm -hmm. that it's doing something different. Like you have to do something like what you're saying, like, like that takes a certain type of skill to do that. And I like it's rewarding you for like skillful play as opposed to just. Play. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, kill three enemies with one grenade, that kind of thing. You're mm -hmm. you usually have to look for it and I'm sure it can happen passively, but you it's it's nice having the option. Um, last one uh, is uh, Doom Eternal, and I started that this morning, and uh, I haven't played it ever. And like I left, I left it aside. Um, at the time that Doom came out last year, or that Doom Eternal came out last year, I wasn't in the mood for Doom, even though I like Doom. I just at that time I just did not want to play it. I had no interest in it whatsoever. And uh, so now that and. I ha I kind of got back into wanting to play it probably back in August, <laughs> but I didn't want to like buy the game because at this point it'd been a while and I knew it would come on sale at some point. So why bother? Um, but yeah, so this has been the perfect time to jump in and and I've been having a blast. Played probably three hours this morning and just just slaying demons, man. <laughs> ripping and tearing. Yeah, ripping and tearing. Um, but yeah, that's about it on on my games this week. That's cool. I like that you played um, sort of like, you know, the earliest and the latest in Doom just to see like sort of a point of reference for Doom 3. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. I, I almost wish I did that. Um, I have a comparison. Uh, yeah, so, oh, sorry. So wanna, I guess we could just go right into Doom 3. Now? Yeah, let's do All it. All right, awesome. Um, I was just going to say, start us off? no, I think, I think I've talked long enough. I'll let you go, but I will say okay. that I have a reference that's not Doom related for this one. Anyways. Okay. Yeah. You take it so, away. Yeah, so I, from, like, a historical perspective, I guess, it's so, it's just a really interesting game to me, because mm -hmm. the thing that, like, really, after, like, an hour of playing it, the thing that really stood out to me was that this totally feels like Doom after Half-Life came out, because Doom, like, popularized the first-person shooter, you know, it did so much innovation that... 98 comes along, Half-Life comes out, to, again, just totally reinvents what that means in terms of, like, it being more story-based and having, like, RPG-type elements where you can, like, kill NPCs and stuff like that. You know, you could just kill random scientists or security <laughs> yeah. guards if you want to, and there's, like, an actual benefit to doing that. And all, all these different, like, unique additions to the genre that was, at that point, you know, just called Doom Clones. Um, and seeing this as, like, the first proper doom game to come out after the genre was totally reinvented is so interesting to me because this just completely feels like doom but if doom was half-life where it <laughs> I is see the more survival yeah. horror based yeah it is more survival yeah. horror based the whole intro sequence where um you know you're going just like sort of walking through the lab and having people talk to you to like immerse you in the world is ripped straight out of half-life one um the fact that you can kill scientists which 
kind of makes no sense in this game to be honest like i remember at one point i was like i was checking in the security guard was like oh that like don't go crazy on those scientists in there haha <laughs> like and then i was like wait can you kill them so i walked up to a scientist just shot him in the head and he died and i was like waiting for like sirens to go off for people to shoot at me or something and just nothing and just happened like, yeah so, it's fine okay so i just, <laughs> just kept on shooting the guys i was going through because i thought it was funny and then <laughs> she actually sound like a psychopath and i say it out loud um but <laughs> it's just weird um and there's yeah just a few things like that that was just super interesting to me because yeah it totally felt like doom just like taking what half-life did and sort of immersing it into its own formula um and not necessarily in a bad way i i don't from what i played i definitely think that this is the weakest doom game um or major doom game i should say um but that said i still don't think it's bad like the issue is that every other doom game is a 10 and this is like a 7 um and maybe some that is age i also feel like i should have played it on uh pc because the control that like the gamepad controls didn't feel amazing to me in my opinion oh i found it fine um, myself but that's i just I like mean, controllers. It's okay. I, I just <laughs> i think part of what it is is like using a doom shotgun with a controller just feels weird to me at this point because i'm too used to playing doom on pc right um but uh but yeah i mean i, I thought it was good i definitely somewhat unremarkable by today's standards like if it was in a vacuum just because it is a early 2000s like survival horror influenced first person shooter which yeah. kind of you know played itself out a little bit um but definitely i think the the thing that stuck out to me most is just how interesting it is in the the, the string of first person shooter history totally totally yeah i mean for for me the the uh the fact i was just looking up to see when this game came out because i didn't know and i wanted to kind of compare it to uh half-life obviously half-life was uh earlier but i just wanted to i didn't remember when half-life came out so that was 1998 and then um and then doom 3 here being uh 2000 and yeah 2004 sorry and then oh, okay. the game i was thinking so like half-life such a good comparison there i didn't even think about that especially with like the the way it kind of starts and the way um it's kind of more of that horror and kind of people are turning and all, you know, that kind of thing i really get that vibe i totally see what you're saying the game that it also reminded me of and um in terms of like what i thought the gameplay was like was um and i haven't played much half-life so forgive me if it's just <laughs> completely uh i'm completely <laughs> wrong there but like it reminded me actually of halo one combat evolved or whatever so yeah i uh i really like halo and and for me this game like i'm not a huge fan of this game but i actually thought it was better than i was expecting and i actually <laughs> had fun with it i'm just playing the gameplay in the background of pretty much the beginning of the game right but uh i really liked that you could interact with like the little computers and stuff i didn't know what like that's obviously not a thing in halo but i really liked you know starting the starting as your character you're just walking around and you're getting the armor as you're going it pops in and out of third person and first person and um having <laughs> the flashlight so yeah the facial animations i i wrote a note on that one as i was <laughs> i was like at first i wrote facial animations are terrible and then i stopped myself and said no they're not they're just they're just funny it's looking very <laughs> they're just also, yeah, like yeah. they're fun they're fun bad is what i'll say it's just like mm -hmm. when you actually watch like they're animating those mouths to try to like sync up with what they're saying and it, honestly it's not a not they're not doing a bad job it's just with the kind of like 3d models they had to deal with it was it's just it's really yeah. funny looking and um I, I had a fun time just watching that that was fun um this game actually i found it a little bit creepy i actually really did <clears throat> jump a few times in this one i I liked looking around and all the like crevices for codes or ammo or trying to figure out how to open up certain th certain devices or crates or something. And like, can I right now, can I go in this hole? Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I found that stuff fun. And then all of a sudden you hear footsteps and you just know that there's an enemy around the corner and that, that kind of would make me jump every now and then I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Like the first time I saw, uh hell knight like coming at me the yeah. you know the bigger like armored guys is like oh shit you know kind of like panic firing at him like there is definitely some cool tension that way that doom hasn't really had in the past 
Yeah, I also love, actually, you can see here, where, like, the bodies, like, splat into bones <laughs> on the ground. I just thought that was yeah, hilarious, because yeah. it's so, like, over the top, and I just, I didn't know what to expect out of um, this this era of shooter in a Doom game, because I, I haven't seen anything on Doom 3. I didn't know anything. I totally went into this one blind. All I knew about was Doom 1 and 2, and uh, Doom 64. Actually, Doom 64, I don't even think I've seen. Just seen the, I think I've just seen the title like the logo <laughs> now that i think about it um and uh so yeah that was just kind of fun for me going into this with no expectation and then i thought it was weird that there was a stamina meter like what'd you yeah, think of that like yeah i go to sprint and then all of a sudden i'm not able to and i was trying to figure out why and then um just not have like, yeah, it that, yeah. that feels like half-life <laughs> like because half-life okay. has stamina so we should too you know and i also think that the halo comparison is super apt and I think a lot of that is just that sort of like PS2, OG, Xbox era of console shooter design. Because again, mm -hmm. again like there, this is there's a lot of Half Life influence, but there's also influence of hey, first person shooters do work on console and are popular on console now because you know because of Halo. Um, so the the classic thing of like, well, that crazy fast paced, super precise style of shooters doesn't really work on a controller at this point in time. Like, there's a reason why unreal tournament wasn't on console but halo was you know right. um and so this feels like them trying to take yeah some of the influence and in gameplay from halo of how to make first person shooters work on console and definitely integrating some of that in and i think that's part of maybe why i don't love this game as much in terms of like a doom game because it does feel slower and a little bit less yeah doom i guess um especially when you compare to entries doom 2016 or doom eternal yeah yeah like that because one's doom, just doom so good yeah just a like Mobility. perfect way to make doom modern and 3d and make it work on as keyboard and console and all mm. that but I, I i can and will talk about those games later <laughs> in the year um but uh but yeah it's just such an interesting transition point for the series like before it really before it rebooted and really figured out how to make a modern doom game um but after like the classic era of Doom. Yeah, and uh, I was just while we were you were talking there, I pulled up Half Life Two. It came out a couple months after this game. I didn't know yeah, that. Same year. <laughs> so like get wrecked. That's crazy. <laughs> so, I know. Like for for that's <laughs> that's so too a bad. Testament to Half Life Two though. Like yeah. when you look at screenshots of Half Life Two in this mm -hmm. game side by side, like they look like they were made ten years apart. Totally it is insane. It just like, shocked me when I saw that. Animations. Like Half-Life 2's facial animations also look a little goofy by today's standards because yeah. they're kind of like over animated in a way to really like put attention on like, whoa, look how crazy these are. Um, but like, <laughs> yeah, they, they look like clay models almost <laughs> in this game. Like everything just kind of has like a clay look to it. Um, but but yeah, I think that's all about all I have to say on it. Yeah, same here. So we'll just move right on into uh, the next topic of the show. Uh game pass it keeps getting more valuable um we i mean i think the console version of ea play being on game pass was already a thing uh but it's now on pc and that's the one i play on and uh i just i just can't believe how many like how many games that's you can lot. play on game pass now it's it's in it's just crazy and like the fact that like i said i played about what was it like five games this week and they were all from that service um i have my ps5 in the living room didn't have a single game on there i wanted to play this week um just <laughs> like i played spider-man beat them already done with that nothing else yeah. I, i'm waiting for a new game but until then like that's just going to be my netflix machine now so yeah, i mean the yeah. fact that 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 just says a lot to me for like what they're offering and not everything is from xbox uh so it was this week but you know there's a lot of options out there um so speak anyways i just wanted to touch on that ea play um it's now available on pc game pass that's really cool um it's such a valuable collection of games you got all the mass effects in there you got star wars in there which actually it was really interesting that the mass effects are in there since they're doing that legendary edition with all the trilogy kind of surprising yeah, that yeah. they would put that as like a thing you can play right before they're trying to sell you the same games again just a little better well, i think those have been in like the vault for they you were, to play yep. for a good while yes yeah. so i think yeah, you, they just didn't want to take it away yeah you can't um, do that but it's yeah too too um, bad <laughs> 
The the thing with EA Play, because uh, as you said, this came out on console a little while ago, but I kind of brushed off that announcement a bit. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, that's a lot of big games, but I don't super care because I don't really play a bunch of EA games. Mm. Um, but then it was actually on, and I was like, yeah, I might as well look through. Like, there's a lot of games in here, and a lot of, like, old, really cool games as well. Like, Spore is in here. That, <laughs> oh, yeah, damn it. That. That's what I was going to bring up. I forgot. Spore, yeah, there's, like, <laughs> Spore. There's SimCity 2000. Um, there's some of their cool, like, indie initiative stuff, like Sea of Solitude or Unravel. Unravel is amazing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Everyone should go play that. Um, like, a bunch of Need for Speed games a lot of the bad need for speed games. Yeah, yeah, like true. there's a lot of just like trash in here to be totally honest there but is. there's also like yeah like you said all the mass effect games um there's a lot of really cool stuff in here um, Titanfall 2 yeah Titanfall 2 that's a great one uh crisis dead space yeah lots of good stuff yeah so that's just really awesome good news yeah let's have some good news today <laughs> um <laughs> Moving on, uh, we got uh, the Im- first images for the PlayStation, uh, the well, the new PSVR controller, basically. Uh, when Whenever the new PSVR system comes out, we have the new controllers for that. Let me just queue up this thing here. Uh, there we go. So here we go. We got the pictures up on the screen. We, uh, they look a lot like uh, what you'd expect out of an, a nice VR controller, which I'm actually happy about. So, obvi- like a lot of people had assumed that they would include the adaptive triggers and the and the HD rumble. Um, basically, I call it an HD rumble. rumble. <laughs> is is that what they call it, or is that what Nintendo calls it? I'm trying to remember now. I think it's, I got it mixed yeah, up. Nintendo's HD rumble. They just call it haptic. The haptic. Feedback. Yeah. Anyways, they got that stuff all in here. That's super cool. Um, Zig, what do you think of these designs? Yeah, I mean, they're basically Oculus controllers, but with mm. a weird ring around it. But, like, I saw these, and they look weird, but I was like, oh, thank God. Like, yeah, the controllers sucked ass for VR. Like, yeah. they were cool for what they are, and smart of them to try to integrate tech that they already had for VR, but also, like, like those controllers legitimately ruined games, where, like hitman 3 vr i was really excited about until i learned it was only on psvr because the tracking is shit and the controllers are dumb but because it was using the stupid controllers like that game didn't play like a proper modern vr game because it's having to use like old bad vr hardware um and that's just unfortunate to me um so i'm glad like, <laughs> sorry to rag on it so much. I just don't like PSVR. I think it's a great thing for making like VR affordable and hands of certain people. Yeah. But like, the Oculus Quest exists and is the same price, but like leagues and leagues and leagues better. Um. So, you know. Um. But I'm I'm glad that they're taking uh notes from Oculus for this. I think that they mentioned it has like uh finger tracking, which yep. I should probably say don't expect like valve index knuckles type finger tracking i don't believe that's what this is i think it is like on uh the oculus touch controllers where yeah it's touch sensitive yeah so if you just like touch the joystick your in-game thumb will like go down Mm -hmm. or if you like lift your finger off the trigger you like point so it it's like sort of finger tracking but it's not it's not (laughs) finger tracking in the like high fidelity index sense um, which yeah. is fine. It doesn't need to be like that. Very much is kind of a gimmick right now. It doesn't actually enhance how you play games. I feel like, um, but yeah, like I said, I'm I'm really glad to see this. I love VR, and it's good to see PlayStation <laughs> making a real modern comparable headset with other stuff. So VR devs, you know, don't have to try to make it make their games work on you know weird old hardware or stuff like that you know it can be more um uh i don't don't know what the word i'm looking for but but it can play better with other headsets in terms of software um yeah that's true one thing that this also brings up for me is or actually you should probably give your impressions on the controller first oh i was just gonna say it, it looks hot I like it. I I think it looks slick. It looks so much better than the move controllers and pretty much just, you know, reinstating what you've said. Like, 
Um, I, it looks like something I could see myself actually using and feeling comfortable with, and you don't have this weird glowing ball on the end of your hand. And uh, I, 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 I like it. I like it a lot. And I wasn't interested in PSVR whatsoever before because of similar reasons to you. Like I, I already had a, I have the Vive is what I have. And um, if I wanted to play a VR game, I want to play it in a better resolution and on my computer where it'll run really good. I can do that. So, but the accessibility is attractive to me. So if it if it's easy to just, like depending on what this headset's like, whenever they have that come out, if it is wireless, which I hope it would be, even though I'm not expecting so, yeah. it to be, but I'm hoping, um, then that will be a big uh, positive over my Vive right now because it is plugged in and it's an, it's a got it's like one of the first like VR sets that came out. It's it's, it's dated now, but it yeah. works and I like it. Um, so this would make if it was a nice new headset and it had these controllers, I could see myself actually getting this whole this whole kit. Um, and the last thing I'll say on this is just showing the controllers totally brings me back to the ps5 when they would trickle out oh here's the controller for the ps5 and here's the power yeah, cord and here's your <laughs> you know what i mean like it's totally that so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh when when we get like i don't know a nice zoomed in close-up picture of one of the square buttons or something like that but yeah that's yeah, all i have to say i i hope because wireless vr is doable now is the thing um mm -hmm. i know with the oculus quest i haven't personally tried it myself but there is ways to stream vr apps from your computer to the, the headset um and i haven't personally tried that like i said but i from what i've heard from people who have it is perfectly usable so i would love if uh that that was at least an option i think that helped a lot of people because going back to wired headsets like when i do plug my quest into my computer it i'm just like ugh, i hate it like i hate having the card in the back i, I hate know i know my movement. um so it'd be really great if it was wireless but like you said i don't necessarily expect it or even want it to be fully wireless i, I think that'd be great as an option um but uh yeah so in terms of headset and tracking um what do you think this is going to do because they're with this controller design they're very clearly moving away from the whole like PlayStation camera looking at the light ball system. And so do you think they're going to do more like an inside out tracking mm. like the quest does where there's cameras on the headset, or do you think that they're going to have you put up lighthouses like with the Vive or the index? Um, personally, I think they're going to do inside out tracking just because that seems to be more and more sort of the standard in VR. And if they are trying to go for like, like you said, the accessibility angle, yeah. Um, I don't think that they're going to try to get people to put up a bunch of little posts in their living room because most people just don't want to, which is very fair. Um, but, but yeah, what do you think? I, I think you're spot on. I, I think it's a great question. I didn't even consider it, to be honest. I think you're totally right, though. I think it would have to be inside out tracking. Um, you can't you can't set up. Okay. Lots of like people these days have had to kind of go to having their own offices inside, right? You have a lot of people inside, you have a lot of cramped space. And then beyond that, even before COVID, you had tons of people going into smaller spaces, smaller spaces, smaller spaces. My wife and I, like just when we were looking for a condo even, like we have a condo from 2009 is when it was built, I think. And and even then it's like, it's hard to find an actual unit that has a space for eating like a space to put your table. And it's actually kind of a weird thing that I never really realized until then. But it's like, you don't have, you have your living room and it's usually connected to your kitchen and that's it. And you're like expected to eat in front of the TV because most people do. And it's just weird how this, how the spaces get more condensed into one room as time goes on. And I feel like um, to expect people to have all this space and to be able to do these things, I think it needs to be inside out tracking. And then I think it needs to be wireless because if you have a little bit of room, you're going to be getting games like the kind that are like almost like the Unreal shooters where you're standing in one spot, just spinning in circles, shooting things, or you're yeah. doing a similar thing to that. But if you're spinning in circles, tying up your feet in <laughs> wires, and you're just falling right over, I, I, yeah. anyways, I think uh, I think th both those things need to happen um, just to be the most accessible if that is what they're going for, like you said. Mm -hmm. Also, I've heard a lot of people saying that, like talking about how this 
could mean like Valve will finally put Half-Life Alex on PlayStation or something. I don't think that's going to happen. No. I think Valve is very happy to work with other headsets on their platform, but there's a reason why Half-Life Alex is like very much a Steam game. Like this was a game to promote their VR platform with Steam VR and to make PC VR more of a thing. Like mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to necessarily want to put that everywhere. And I mean, it'd be cool if they did. Like, it'd be great if everybody could play Half-Life Alex, but I, yeah, I, I'd love I, to play I it. really don't see that happening. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think it's good to also just get caught. Like, I think they've mentioned PSVR 2 in the past and mentioned some features here and there, or I think we've seen patents or whatever. Um, but it's good to see, like, official PlayStation blog confirmation that this is happening. Like you said, these are, like, the initial teases. Like, this is going to come out. This isn't just going to be something we hear rumblings of and then never comes to fruition. Um, and, yeah, that's good to hear. I think, I mean, who knows? Maybe when I do end up getting a PS5 down the road, which is hopefully soonish, I've kind of been waiting until both i have the money and until it's on shelves a little more but mm -hmm. um when i am at that point i if it seems like it's a good headset i could definitely see myself investing in it because i think playstation has done a really excellent job of um building up an exclusive library of that i i, I would say honestly there's more psvr exclusives that interest me than ps4 or i guess ps5 exclusives hmm. that interest me um because like Iron Man VR, I wanted to try out Hitman 3 VR. I wish was better than it was, but I wanted to try that out before they actually should gameplay demos of it. Um, and so and stuff like that. Like PlayStation has been doing a really good job with that. So um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, oh, actually, the last thing I want to touch on with this also is um, I heard someone mention backwards compatibility. Like, will this work with old PSVR games? <laughs> um, and will newer PSVR yeah, games probably. work with the Gen 1 headset? Um, I don't think it will be forwards compatible with PSVR 1. Um, like, I don't think PSVR 1 games are going to be able to play new PSVR games wait. going forward for the reasons... Wait, you, P wait what? PSVR 1 games not being playable on the, set on the new PSVR? That's no, I think I think PSVR games coming out after two the PSVR two comes out, I don't think those are going to be backwards compatible on oh, or gotcha. forwards compatible yeah. on the old headset. For for what we said before, like yeah, the, those controllers were just weird and don't work with a lot of games, and they need like sticks and face buttons that just aren't on them. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't think that'll be a thing necessarily. But but I really hope that uh, in it should be able to play like ps4 vr games and stuff like that um do you but... think do you think these controllers will be able to be used on just any ps5 game because <laughs> it's got all the it only it's only missing the touch strip on the middle but could you use that like on the underside of the controller or something like that i don't know i'm wondering i was like <laughs> if you like playing when, when you play, a, way to play. If you like when you play a joy like the joy con split in like zelda yeah, or something yeah. like that right i'm like that'd be kind of cool if you had the option <laughs> i wouldn't funky, do it yeah. but i would do it just to try <laughs> yeah Anyways. yeah i think like you said it doesn't have the touch bar which is well actually no it has the button for it right um it looks like if you look on the left controller there's a button where that maybe would be unless it's the share button, but um, but yeah, because yeah, if the bumpers are the grip buttons, the triggers are the triggers, obviously. Yeah, well, they have the share maybe button, and the menu it. button, or whatever. It's I, I don't think they'll make that work, but it'd be funny if they did. Yeah, they say the left controller contains one analog stick, triangle, and square buttons, a grip button, L1, L2, and create button. The right controller oh. contains one analog stick, cross and circle buttons, a grip button, R1 and R2, and options button. I'm, I, yeah, I doubt it will be compatible, but I, it'd be cool. <laughs> it'd be neat if it was an option. <laughs> I mean, I, I imagine these will be pricey too. So, yeah. I mean, the regular controller for like in Canada here, it's like a hundred bucks. So, jeez. Yeah, I think Oculus Touch controllers are upwards of a hundred bucks because yeah they're just it's two controllers that are packed with tech so yeah exactly um yeah so moving on to our last little segment here um let's talk about our our top favorite 50 games number 42 ziggy 
I'm just going to go right into mine and okay. uh, and start talking about it. My number 42 favorite game of all time is Zelda Link's Awakening slash remake because <laughs> they're basically <laughs> the same thing. I, I'm, yeah. I'm honestly like bundling those together because I had a blast playing both and I think they both like the original is flawless like for what it is and uh, I don't think it needed to be remade but the remake is so nice looking and I really enjoy playing it so um I mean there's something something great about playing a Game Boy game and then playing it uh I think they did the DX version on Game Boy Color and I've played all versions I have all versions of it in my Zelda collection of games like the cartridges and stuff and I'm just gonna talk about the remake right now because mm -hmm. there's a this is what really pushed it into my top 50 list because actually for zelda games um i would say all oh, clearly it's my second from the bottom you know breath of, or uh, skyward sword being my least favorite zelda game this one would be behind it and that's more just in how short it is and how i find the dungeons pretty ex like there's not there's not a lot of inventive puzzles and i've found them very easy to figure out i didn't find it very challenging and and so there wasn't much for me other than i love zelda and i just like going through the world and i love the characters and i want to fight bosses and i want to get items and i have a fun time going through it so uh, that's why i like the game but the thing that really pushed it into my number 42 for me is uh, being able to experience this game with taylor when the remake came out um so i've always loved it but then playing it now with taylor uh she really liked the style of the game and the way it looked and uh she actually started playing through the game and she got through to the last maybe it wasn't the last one she got to the eagle tower uh, did you play this zelda game before Zig? i haven't no so that one is i believe the last dungeon before ganon's tower or it's the one before that but it's basically she got through like six or seven of these dungeons in the game on her own and i was i just remember watching that and be like i'm impressed this is awesome you know and uh <laughs> and she I've tried to get her to play Wind Waker. I've tried to get her to play Twilight Princess. She just, it, something about those games and how long those d intros are and she, how much you're kind of guided to talk to this person. Now go over to this location, talk to this person. Before you can finally explore the world, you, you do have to do a lot of like hand-holding in those games and she just isn't a fan. So this one really made me, um, really made me appreciate the little things in the game watching her go through and really enjoy the little things in it. so um yeah that's my number 42 um little quick side note taylor's playing breath of the wild now and i really love watching her play it she's been oh. playing it like for about a week now like a little bit after work and uh she's actually doing really good she's killing you know, tons of enemies and i think that's like the hardest in terms of combat for a zelda game yeah especially and, at the beginning yeah yeah like the only time she's dying is from like one hit kills it's like you're new to video games and you're getting hit by an arrow like and you die instantly like that's like what are you yeah. gonna do what are you gonna do about that um but yeah no she's doing great and I'm, i love that yeah no watching people play uh uh breath of the wild for the first time is always so fun like mm -hmm. uh i was playing it with uh tesla a while ago and watching them just on the great plateau like just fucking struggling the whole time because <laughs> they had like they, they aren't new to video games definitely but mm -hmm. um just <laughs> as a lot of people do having a hard time with like just the game because there's so much to learn and it really punishes you at first of like trying to figure out how to climb i remember they fell off this one cliff like five times <laughs> um, but i want to go <laughs> like, up there <laughs> yeah yeah um and like i think one time they're doing it i like left to do something come back and they just had like their face in their hands like what happened like i fell again <laughs> um but yeah it's always fun to see people explore that for the first time but yeah for uh for Link's awakening that's always been one i kind of wanted to get into i thought about buying the remake but i think it was just too much like typical kind of you know nintendo pricing <laughs> just a little it bit is. too much it, it and that one i actually opinion. agree it is yeah um and but but yeah i really like I, I i have had this story spoiled for me in terms of like what the big twist is and i do think it's really interesting and different mm -hmm. for zelda like the almost um i can't do the word i'm looking for um but but yeah just just a weird unique feel i think is is interesting and the remake looks gorgeous i remember when that came out some people were kind of ragging on the art style and i didn't get that no no it's like, nice yeah. it looks beautiful yeah i love the art style in that remake 
yeah well i definitely encourage you to play through the older version if you can <laughs> like, it, yeah it, actually definitely worth it i just uh yesterday put in the money to get a retroid pocket 2 which Ooh, is i know what that is yeah which is yeah a tiny little like emulation handheld um so maybe maybe i'll try it out on there because yeah i i've definitely been thinking about going back and playing some older like snes game boy era um zelda games yeah it's 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 awesome and yeah again even if you ruin the story and yeah it's sad and all that stuff it's like it's still just a solid zelda game that once you beat it maybe it, unless it's like your favorite you're gonna be like okay that was cool i don't need to play it again but i'm glad i did because it is a, it is a good one as they all are <laughs> <laughs> all right uh my number 42 I can't remember if I've talked about this one on the show or not, but it is Pikuniku, which is ah. on Game Pass. You can play it right now. Um, it was a game that I I remember when it came out because I I followed Devolver on YouTube and whatever, and I remember seeing like, oh, Pikuniku launch trailer, and I was like, that looks weird, but whatever. And I watched it, I'm like, eh, that looks kind of cute. I doubt I'll play it. And then I went home. Uh, I think I was at school at the time um, and then checks, you know, with Amazon Prime, you get like free games through Twitch or whatever. So I just checked to see like what the free games were on that mm -hmm. for the month. Um, and I was like, oh, shit, Pikuniku, like day one is free with uh, Twitch Prime. So it's like, you know what? Fine. Like, I love Devolver. They've never like put me down in the past. I, yeah. I, I trust them. So I downloaded them like this looks so different from anything else they put out. But like. I'll, I'll try it and then ended up beating it in one sitting just because it's like six hours and I just like from start to finish was just so enthralled in it like it's definitely not like super deep story but it's just keeps you engaged with like really really funny writing and it's just constantly throwing new stuff at you where every like half hour to an hour there's a new mechanic there's a new character there's just like new things it's doing and it's just constantly funny and engaging and just kind of a joy to get through um yeah it's definitely not like the deepest game on my list it's gameplay is largely pretty simple like it's effective but simple platforming with some kind of neat like physics-y mechanics mm -hmm. uh the co-op is really really fun like you and taylor should think about playing through that if you ever uh download just downloaded it, it now post. while you're talking about it <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um but yeah, because the co-op is a different campaign from the main game, but it's just like simple little platforming levels that are like, it's the classic thing where you could like mess up whoever you're playing with or, you know, do it together. And it's it's just, it's good fun. Um, That's but good. yeah, this is, it's just raw, enjoyable, like cute, fun, won't really make you feel sad. It's just happy. The, the writing is really, really funny. It's this, uh, it almost writes in a similar way that you would like text somebody where there's, it's usually not like capitalized with punctuation, oh, which okay. it has this really sort of like, like sort of deadpan humor to it where like, I remember the, it starts out, you're like in a cave and you come out and you hear these people talking about like the beast that lives in the cave. And you're just like this cute little circle dude. Um, they're like, Oh, like all oh, the legend of the beast. And you come out, they're like, Oh, it's the beast. Like, Oh shit. And then this kind of looking at you, they're like, Oh, and then they'll like I think like poke you the stick or like trap you or something. And there's I was trying to kind of like trying to figure out what to do with you because you're not really like a monster and just like funny little things like that. And then the story suddenly goes into this whole like end of the world plot thing. Um, but but yeah, definitely highly recommend if you if you want something sort of quick and fun. Awesome. No, I'm definitely interested in the fact that you said that it's a two player game. Like I actually want to play that with Taylor now. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Or that there is a two player mode at least. Mm -hmm um yeah so i realize we still I, as every week this happens but we haven't talked about game our next uh game club game <laughs> so, many times so what is there anything on ea play that came to game pass that you have not played that we could throw uh in? i always thought sea of solitude looked kind of cool we could play that what the fuck is that uh it's a depression metaphor game oh, <laughs> I, think. I don't need that right now that's fair enough uh <laughs> It's very indie looking. Um, I say it with a laugh, but I don't need that right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's definitely valid. Um, oof. I I would say Spore, but I've played that way too many times. I yeah, just want to go back too. to it. Um, 
Have you played all the popular ones? Wait, have you played Star Wars Squadrons? Star Wars Squadrons. Oh, no, I haven't, actually. Because that one came out fairly recently, right? Like in September mm -hmm. or something. And, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not usually a vehicle person, and I'm not sure it would hit all the notes for me, but it might be fun to just try it out and see what see what that game is like. Yeah, I should plug in my VR headset for this one, actually. Oh, yeah, if, that, if you can do that, that would be sweet. But I I'm going to so. look into it, because then I'm going to do that, too. Okay, let's do that one. So, Game Club game awesome. <laughs> this week will be Star Wars Squadrons. <laughs> and uh, good. yeah, if you made it to the end of the episode today, thank you. And uh, please leave a like and subscribe so you can see when uh, you know when we're posting this again, which will be like, next week. Um, but uh, yeah, we really appreciate you watching, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Uh, oh, bye. Thank you for being in that stream. <laughs>